Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. Please be aware, the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and in some cases, even offensive. Listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome, heathens. Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the things that go bump in the night, frighteningly imagined creatures, supernatural beings, and even some unsolved mysteries, but I promise all sorts of weirdness. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, and prepare to be transported to today's dark enigma. And on today's dark enigma, well, we're ending the year on another listener suggestion high note. So with that said, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of libation, as always, my darlings, is yours. So choose your poison accordingly. All right, now for the game part. How about every time I say dog? That will be a single shot. And every time I say eyes, that will be a double shot. I know you guys are scratching your heads. I love to give you guys a little mystery, don't I? (laughs) All right, now that the business end is out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's dark enigma. So grab your leash and maybe some dog treats as we dive into today's offering of strange and bizarre hellhound encounters in America. Yay! (laughs) You know, I love me some hellhounds. Mostly because, you know, I've been visiting the family and they are, you know, kind of hellhounds. Okay. Anyways, even within the realm of cryptozoology, there are creatures that seem to defy easy classification. There is absolutely a distinct line between the field of cryptozoology, which by definition deals with undiscovered organisms which are real flesh and blood animals, and that of paranormal phenomena, and that of folklore. While they may at times cross cross paths or briefly converge, typically these fields are as different as night and day, 
and deal with entirely different sets of phenomena with different areas of study, classifications, methods, aims, and goals. Yet, there are times when the gulf between them is not so clear-cut. When something that on the surface appears to be an uncategorized animal evades such a simple identification. One such enigmatic beast has surely got to be the infamous black hellhounds, a unique category of creature so bizarre that it transcends any attempts to safely label it. Hellhounds, in one form or another, have been recorded throughout human history, from a variety of far-flung cultures, and although their appearance varies depending on the area and the local traditions, they are typically described as a very large black hound, which can range anywhere in size from that of a a large Great Dane, all the way up to the size of a cow or a horse. They are usually described as truly frightening beasts, being totally black, with shaggy or matted fur, and large saucer-sized eyes that are typically described as burning with a malevolent red, yellow, or green glow, although some accounts say they have only a single luminous eye. Interesting. Usually, they are described as having formidable claws, vicious-looking fangs, and as being supernaturally agile, fast, and strong. The hounds can be reported as either tangible and real, or conversely purely spectral creatures, with any attempt to touch them proving to pass through them as if they aren't even there. Folklore usually suggests that they have a horrific wail or howl which can invoke sheer terror in those who hear it, and they are known to even have a sinister, human-sounding laugh, but that their footfalls are typically completely silent. The British Isles, in particular, have long-held tales of such entities, with countless tales of phantom hounds which prowl the lonely roads, crypts, cemeteries, and wilds there. And stories of these hellhounds go back centuries. The hounds have been known as the Girt Dog, Padfoot, Bargist, the Hairy Hound, the Yeth, the Old Shock, Old Snarlyow, and Old Scarf, among many others. In Ireland, they are known as Puka. On the Isle, the Isla of Man, they are Mody Doo. In Wales, the Gwiliji. And in Scotland, the beastly hounds are called Cusith. The most popular and widely used term for these bizarre entities in the United Kingdom is the Black Shuck. A term which originated with the name the hounds were given in Norfolk, Suffolk, and Cambridgeshire with the name deriving from the Old English word skutka, meaning demon, or possibly the word shucky, meaning shaggy or hairy. These frightening creatures were said to be anything from the ghosts of dead travelers to the spirits of dead hounds awaiting the return of their masters, to inscrutable guardians of forbidden knowledge, to being the devil himself. The folklore and sightings of these huge, mysterious hounds go back centuries, inspiring a great amount of literature and spooky history in their path. Yet, these creatures are certainly not confined to the old folklore of Britain, and there are many real modern sightings and encounters with apparent hellhounds across the pond in the good old United States. And that brings us right up to the present. 
we will start in the Appalachian Mountains of the eastern United States, which have seen quite a few reports of what seem to be hellhounds, especially in the states of Kentucky and West Virginia. Reports go back quite some time, with some accounts coming from as early as the late 17th century to great black dogs with glowing eyes terrorizing the region, and such accounts have continued on into more recent times. In Kentucky, there have long been reports of massive black dogs measuring about four feet high at the shoulders and seven feet long, and one of these beasts allegedly prowled the area of Pike County throughout the 1930s and 40s, purportedly massacring cattle and sometimes even humans, as well as frightening all the locals. In modern times, such reports drew the interest of paranormal and cryptid investigators from the TV show Mountain Monsters, who went to the area for an investigation. The excursion would turn out to be, well, pretty bizarre if inconclusive. The investigators spoke with farmers in the area who showed them torn apart carcasses of livestock and gave spooky accounts of something large and dark prowling through the wilderness. They were also shown an alleged video of the beast, as well as paw prints measuring 7.5 to 8 inches long. Way too big for a dog. During the investigation, though, the team built a bamboo drop cage and baited it with hog shoulders in an effort to lure the dog out. And all they don't catch it, they can hear something crashing around in the brush, growling, and can see a very large shadow. It's all very dramatic. And whether the episode has any truth to it or not, Kentucky and other areas of Appalachia have still produced many reports of hellhounds. Also on the East Coast is an account from Connecticut, where a witness on the site, Real Explained Mysteries, claims to have lived in an apartment that was haunted by shadow people and the apparition of some sort of massive spectral hound. The thing would first appear one night looming over their bed, and the witness would describe the terrifying experience as this, and I quote, I woke with it over my then-boyfriend. It's very immense. Stands like a human, has red eyes, long pointy nails. The hands are not like ours, but not paws. It has a very unique snout, more pronounced than a canine. It's no dog, but a beast. I warded it off. I had so much fear, I guess I had nothing to lose, and hovered over my boyfriend almost like a dog. Told myself, show no fear, and I can't even explain the immense anger I felt. It does not speak like us, but more in mind. Almost perception. I growled like in my mind, and remember thinking, stay away. That's when the anger swept over me. It backed up and vanished into the wall. I wish I could say it was a happy ending, but it wasn't. I started having night terrors, always ending in my death every night. End quote. This report fits in well with the lore of hellhounds being spectral entities rather than a physical one, and also matches some of the stories of them feeding off of fear. What did she see? Well, we'll likely never know. But, you know, it's a fun story nonetheless. Moving up to Michigan, we also have reports of outsized canine monstrosities and one report posted in Jason Offit's blog, From the Shadows, comes from the area of Romulus, Michigan. The witness, known only as S. Costilla, 
claimed that he had been living with his family at a cabin on a farm there at the time, which was all surrounded by thick woods that was the home of something rather unusual, to say the least. According to Castilla, there was some sort of dog creature about the size of a Great Dane and with glowing red eyes that skulked about in the darkness there in the evening hours. And he would say of it, and I quote, we had this really strange dog creature that would hang around the property. I say dog creature because this thing was far too big and intelligent to be a stray dog. It had very pronounced red eyes. I'm not saying it was a werewolf or a dog man, but it was very werewolf-like. The dog would frequently stalk the edge of the woods on our property in the daytime. It seemed to have no fear. My uncle would yell at it or throw things toward it to try to scare it off, but it would simply rear up on its hind legs like a ram and charge at him for a short distance. We would frequently find dead chickens or rabbits after thunderstorms. We knew it was that dog thing because it would leave huge paw prints in the mud and claw marks on the window ledges. Sometimes we would find the screens ripped from our screen doors and windows. It would never outright attack us, but it did seem to enjoy taunting us and harassing us. This was all frightening enough, but it got even weirder when it demonstrated an ability to walk about on two feet for short durations, and even more bizarrely began to speak, seeming to call people outside for some insidious purpose. Costia claims that his mother found him one night sitting by the window talking to the creature and would describe the surreal scene as this, and I quote, One summer night, my mom had left the window open in my bedroom to cool the room off so I could sleep. She was on her way to the bathroom and went by my room and heard me talking to someone. When she opened the door, she saw me standing in my bed and I had apparently wet my pajamas. I was talking towards the window. I wasn't screaming or freaking out, but seemed to be transfixed and talking in a low voice towards the window. When she looked towards the window, the dog had its two front paws pushed through the screen and was looking through the window at us and making a low growl. Its eyes glared red. I always recall its eyes. You could see its eyes out in the woods sometimes at night. I have bad dreams about it from time to time still. End quote. The boy's mother then threw a beer bottle at the thing to chase it off, but for the next few weeks, Castilla allegedly displayed odd behavior, and the house pets would not go anywhere near him. He would also blurt out cryptic messages such as, We don't want you here. Our ghosts are food. And God thinks you're bad. And would sometimes intentionally prick himself with sharp objects until he drew blood. It almost seemed as if the thing at the window had crawled into his head somehow, and that this was kind of like a demonic possession to an extent. The frightening ordeal would finally come to an end when his uncle hit it with a rifle, and Costello would say of this incident as thus, and I quote, my uncle was out back working on his truck when he saw the dog at the edge of the woods making its way towards the rabbit pen. At this point, he was tired of dealing with it and went into the house to get his twenty-two. Apparently, he fired at it and hit it in the rear. The dog turned and ran into the woods. We didn't see it anymore after that, and everything cleared up. End quote. Well, that had a happy ending. Well, let's see if we can find another unhappy ending. I like those better. 
they're funnier. Okay. Also from Michigan is a report from the unlikely locale of Detroit, where a witness living in one of the city's suburbs claims he had an encounter with a hellhound back in 2012. He claims that one evening he was driving through his neighborhood after leaving his girlfriend's house at about midnight when he saw something streak in front of him coming from someone's backyard, and he described it as being a very large and well-built creature. He immediately stopped his car in order to get a view of the thing and was first impressed with how incredibly fast it moved for its size, estimating it was running at about 40 to 50 miles per hour. He observed it for a moment before it streaked out of view and would describe it as thus, and I quote, The creature was very large. If I had to compare the size to another animal, I'd say it was about the size of an adult lion. The body type appeared to be that of a dog, although I've never seen any breed of dog this size, and there are absolutely no wild stray dogs in this area. It had a pitch black coat, and while I could slightly make out the shape of its head from the side, I never saw its eyes or mouth. When it ran past my headlights initially, it never acknowledged my presence. It didn't turn and look at me, slow down, or do anything that was directed towards me. I feel confident that if it was a hellhound, it was not looking for me, but I'm not sure. End quote. In nearby Wisconsin, we have reports emanating from a place called Meridian Island on the Chippewa River, which according to a few witness accounts, seems to be prowled by some sort of canine beast. One report comes from a young couple by the names of Shelley Touchstone and Chris Weiner, who were at the island's boat landing looking for a secluded spot when a thick fog or mist began to form out of nowhere, and which seemed to instill an explicable dread in them. Then they heard something moving about and growling in a menacing fashion just out of the periphery of their vision, as well as a large shadow as big as a bear with two pinpoints of glowing red eyes. Hmm. On another occasion, two men by the name of Mike Bogosi and Jeremy Stark were in the very same area when they too felt a sudden onset of dread and witnessed a fog congeal out of nowhere. They then apparently spotted a large black hound with matted, filthy hair, which gave chase as they ran away. They only apparently managed to evade it when they got to their car and locked the doors, after which it meandered off into the wilderness and vanished. These cases hit a couple of interesting points in that hellhounds are supposedly fond of areas near water, and also that many supernatural phenomena seem to involve a fog or mist, although whatever this connection may be, is simply misunderstood. Moving into the South, we have a case from the state of Louisiana in a report published by the National Cryptid Society. The report comes from the area of Robeline, Louisiana in 1995 and concerns a witness who claims he was in a graveyard looking for paranormal phenomena. The two of them armed with crosses and an M16, which, well, seems a bit extreme, but, you know, it's Louisiana, and here we are. As they pushed forward into the cemetery, they allegedly heard strange growling noises, and the witness describes what happened next as thus, and I quote, We shone our flashlights all over the graveyard. It was small and enclosed by a fence. I said it must be a dog tied over at the parsonage. 
The church and parsonage was only about 500 feet away, so I shined around, and over in the corner of the graveyard, I saw four fresh graves. They were apart from the other graves. They had no flowers, just two big graves and two small ones marked by four iron crosses. As we went to explore, we heard the growling grow louder. I said, Lanny, is that dog loose? I kind of felt a little safe knowing it would be hard for it to jump the fence. But as we got closer to the grave, the hair on my neck stood up and I got chills. My friend got the same feeling and the growls had, had a sound almost like a Rottweiler's. They chilled you to the bone and you felt something wasn't right. We heard the snarling as we got a few feet from the grave. The growls were not part of a body, they were disembodied. Then I tried to rationalize it in my head. Is it a couple of loose, mean dogs outside the gate? Is it a group of coyotes? But as we shined the light this time, we saw them. Two sets of glowing red eyes, not attached to a body. They were only three feet away and stood guard by those graves. My friend froze in fright and pushed me in front of him. He was crying about leaving his gun. I said, Lanny, your gun won't help against this. The dogs were vicious, and I said, Lanny, whatever you do, don't run. I prayed for guidance. I had not been to church in many a year, but I knew what I was dealing with was straight from hell. I looked right at them. I showed my cross and said, I know what you are. They snarled louder. My friend was really upset and wanting his mama. I said, Lanny, please. I said, I demand in the name of Jesus Christ that you allow us to leave as we came in peace and alone. I demand this in the name of the Son of Man and Victor all over that is evil. I said that the man, the Son of Man ruled over all evil, and I demand you let us leave in peace. We slowly backed up, and as we got to the gate, we left. End quote. First off, I'm going to say that one dude is super chill, and the other dude is pissing his pants. I'm not buying this story for a minute. <laughs> I'm thinking they both pissed their pants, but that's just me. Anyways, this particular report seems to go a bit overboard, but who knows? We don't know. Maybe it did happen just the way he said, but all right. All the way over on the other side of the country, we come to California, which has a few accounts of hellhounds of its very own. From American Canyon, California, comes an account from a 28-year-old witness known as Jedediah. It claims that one night as he was walking back from a market, he heard an ear-piercing howl echo out into the night. He soon caught sight of a very large dog, which he at first took to be a stray or someone's pet, but which seemed to be too large to be such a thing. As he looked more closely, he saw that it seemed to have glowing red eyes and to be entangled with what looked to be barbed wire. He would say what happened next, and I quote, At this point, I was quite scared. I continued on my way home, and I found myself dreading each corner, fearing another sighting of this hellish creature. I had almost made it home when the beast appeared again. This time, it stood directly in my path. I was frozen with fear, hair standing up on end, and I closed my eyes, fearing an attack. It starts to growl, a deep, rumbling growl, one that I felt deep in my soul one that threatened to turn my legs to jello. I don't know what compelled me to do so, but I started praying to the Lord and Jesus Christ in heaven to make this beast leave, but the growling intensified. It seemed as if the growl just pulsated through my mind, doing everything in its power to get me to stop praying. I continued to pray. I just prayed and prayed and prayed. 
As I continued to pray, the growl slowly dissipated. When I finally opened my eyes, all that was left was scorch marks where the dog stood. To this day, I have yet to see the same dog or another like it. So this begs the question, what did I see? A hellhound? A spectral creature? Some sort of demon? I never will know, but then again, I'm not sure that I want to. End quote. Also in California is a case that has made the rounds involving what seems like a pack of hellhounds in Palm Springs, California. In 2013, there were supposedly numerous reports of large black hounds running amok in the streets with glowing eyes and sharp fangs. The creatures were described as having the bodies of dogs but the heads of wolves and baffled all who saw them. Apparently, they tore through people's yards and even attacked a man's car to rip up his bumper before disappearing into the night to vanish. Although there is very little to corroborate it, it's still a strange case indeed. Such creatures surely seem to toe the line between the real and the fantastic, where we are not really sure where we should be looking at at all. So what are hellhounds? And how can they possibly be? Are they real? Are they imagination? Are they spectral? Are they some sort of demonic entity, wandering spirit, or what? Are they misidentifications of large dogs or some wildlife we haven't identified? These reports seem to be beyond explanation and show that these old legends from across the world have seemed to seep into the realm of the real. Whatever they are, hellhounds have been spotted all over the world, and the U.S. is no exception to the rule. So here's hoping that you don't see a hellhound tonight. And with that, my darlings, we've come to the end of our episode. And I thank you for joining me here today. And I hope that you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a suggestion for a future show, you just want to tell me what you think, you're bored and you need somebody to talk to, drop me a line because I do reply to every single email. And since this is the last episode for the year, I want to send all my love and all my wishes for a wonderful, plentiful, beautiful new year for all of us. And on that note, my darlings, that is all the time that I have for you this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And you guessed it, don't forget to tune in next time. See you, my heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.